0: Hello, this is Ruslan Malinovsky. Hello, this is Roman Yeremchuk.
1: Hello, I'm Sergey Rebro. And you're listening to Ukraine Plus Football. It's head East. It's head
0: East. It's head in East. It's head 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 in East.
2: Hello everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Ukraine Plus Football Podcast. I'm your host Adam from UkraFoot24 and as always I'm joined with my two excellent co-hosts. First of all, Andrew. Now Andrew, mate. We've been travelling around Ukraine now coming up two weeks. Which are your favourite toilets?
0: I was pleasantly impressed by Kramatorsks when we went there the other day. Um, a lot better than some of the more village sides. So... That's not too bad. Oh, ah. Sorry about that, guys, but we're currently in Kremenchuk. It's very hot in the hotel room, and there's like an industrial train station right next to our hotel. So if you hear just random messages and people and crickets or like dogs barking, that is the flavour of this episode.
2: It really is. Joining us as well, as always, Ray, mate. Ray, are you missing the petrol f- station food? Or have you been going to oko in Kiev every day just to join us in spirit?
1: I lost my way, Adam. I'm really, I have really lost my way since I left you guys, since I left all these, you know, smell, smell of the road and soul of the petrol food kitchen. That's for sure. Now I don't know what to do. I'm struggling. I'm cooking for myself, but I miss the good old days. Oh,
2: mate. You're with us in spirit as always, as always. Now... I, everyone, I, we were we were hoping we we're going to be talking about a new uh, national team manager tonight. But I mean, Andrew, what's what's going on there?
0: Well, you well, UAF were expected, rumored to be announcing the new manager on the seventeenth of August, which is a Tuesday. We're recording this Tuesday night, and as of around nine thirty Ukraine time, nothing's been confirmed or announced. It's highly been. Rumored Igor Borbas, who's got very close ties, meta ratings, the likes. Everyone thinks that it's going to be Alexander Petrokov, who won the Under 20 World Cup with Ukraine back in 2019. He's expected to take the job. Rebrov has not been able to break his contract with Alain. It looks like a bit of a, a long winded managerial saga that is going to end slightly underwhelmingly. Igor Bourbas was even saying that. Petrokov's actually just going to be temporary in charge. So temporarily, when or no of no fixed date, how's that going to help really? A motivate the team and make it to make it to the World Cup qualifiers. We'll see, but that's how it is at the moment.
2: Really is. Of uh, course, cool. so you can hear the trains are approving these decisions. Well, despite the fact there's no manager, there was a squad announced for the, mm-hmm. the fixtures coming up in a couple of weeks' time. I mean, Ray, was it
1: you who picked the squad? Definitely. I was accused of that before, but now I'm as close to it as never been. Well, it's a good thing that uh, the players which we were expecting for so long are finally in the squad, but it's still a reserve squad. And uh, I don't think that... I don't think Petrocombe knows how to use them. You know, he, he, he's uh, capable of working with uh, under-21s and stuff. But you know the mentality of senior players are very different. So, and the fact that he is going to be a temporary candidate is not working in his favor. So that's, I don't know. It's it, so far it seems even worse than uh, Sheva's saga, and this is a classic UAF business as we know it.
0: And yeah, so basically the team was compiled by the UAF committee, which includes Alexey <laughs> Olexa- Myharochenko or if Blochian, amongst others, who have overseen the foreign-based players, and probably if Petrikov is getting the job, he's probably approved of it. There's, I think, 24 players have been called up as, like, the proper each position, and then there's, like, a reserve list of an extra eight, ten players, so about six or so are going to get cut from the final squad eventually when it comes to next week, once the crane fly out to Kazakhstan. Kocherhin is included in the reserve squad which a lot of people are happy about bujalski is back in the main squad marlos is not in the team at all
2: Great.
0: it's a it's a new beginning potentially although Yevhen konopianka is in the reserve squad and he's had about 10 minutes game time since coming back from injury uh last week so that's another weird one um, Petrakov in general has worked with a lot of the young players he's called up already so we'll see how it goes but strange times ahead a bit of a limbo state and if Ukraine don't even finish second in this World Cup qualifying will be slightly embarrassing in my opinion
1: I know who's going to save the day for Petrakov supriaga of course <laughs> uh, poor
2: old supriaga it's like he's in you know that movie The Terminal he feels like he's the main character today, never knows where, when he's going to go. I mean, what's what's, what's, what's what's going on with Dinamo in general at the moment? I know uh, they haven't played this game You Why? Why, Andrew? Why? Uh,
0: they had a scheduled friendly against Inter Milan on the weekend. We were watching a bit of it during the Zorian Menai game that we were live at, more on that later. Yeah, Dinamo lost 3-0 in that game where Edin Dzeko, who wasn't even announced as an Inter Milan player, scored against them. And in general, it's like, is this actually helpful, beneficial for the Champions League when, you know, it's a glorified friendly? Is that actually going to help anything against playing competitive games? Who knows? And Lucescu's still missing. He's been ill, but the... Behest of his doctor saying that he can't travel to away games and he can't be in the dugout and stuff like that. So, who knows? Dinamo might have a new manager closer than we think.
2: Yeah, definitely so. Oh, yeah, as we said, Dinamo didn't play in the match day or haven't played yet at time of record. And we know they're playing uh, at Obranovsky against Ingolets on Wednesday night. So, really, if we're honest, the top, top billing for the match day was. One of the teams we predicted to struggle uh, in, in our pre-season previews, Desna, 100%ers so far, were taking on Demipro 1, otherwise known belovedly as Fate Pro. in the River Derby. And Ray, you always like a good derby, don't you, mate? You, you...
1: Yeah, Adam, it really seemed like a uh, battle of uh, two passions, you know, of two... Uh... Really, of two giant rivers because uh, in nature, Desna, you don't know what they play for. And we asked that question before, and we're going to still be asking it uh, up ahead as uh, Bezborodko seems to be on fire this summer. And we don't know whether they had a um, forced, uh, forceful trainings before the season, whether they're going to, you know, a bit die out in autumn uh, in terms of fitness or money we never know but so far they won the game against nipro one two cent offs for nipro and the decisive goal after dobik equalized with a good chip uh the decisive goal was um, conceded by destiny's keeper you remember this 1999 match russia ukraine filimonovs Shuchenko goal they're very same it rang the bells perfectly, and what a shame for him! Ivan Paz, the keeper of Desna, seemed to be quite a decent uh, prospect so far, and I I hope this uh, matter wouldn't uh, be a huge issue for him. So, um, yeah, Desna wins, and uh, well, it seems like something doesn't work for Ivicovich. Yeah, i mean four
2: games from four. I- is there any? Do you see any signs at all that they could maybe sort of push on a little bit this season? I mean, we saw them. What was it? Sixth place last year. Any signs at all that they could finish any higher? In your opinion, right?
1: Well, as far as they have Dobic, they are in the clear. Yes. but we still we're still not sure if they're selling him or not, and they seem to be talented gifted team with a ambitious manager but you know it doesn't see things do, don't seem to work that way in ukrainian football anymore
2: ah uh, fair, no, fair enough well i asked you about desna not the nipro
1: yeah uh, you know desna seem to be a blade runner in our football they only start playing when it's all or nothing and it's a huge con- contrast with the nipro one team as we know they've spent the record amount of money this summer and they have a ambitious coach and a gifted team but you know maybe something catches up with them as you mentioned they are fake Nipro so yeah.
2: Yeah yeah as, as, as we all I wouldn't say truly love the fact they're fake Nipro but we all know it very well. Now Shakhtar wound up for their game against Monaco this week against Metalist 1925 on Friday evening Andrew. Now was it a confident
0: performance that we saw from them? Yeah, it was. Metalists are far from the negative team that we thought they might be. They're not struggling as badly as we had envisaged. Another dominant performance from Shakhtar, of course. A semi-strong side, Sordakov started, looked okay, but you know, another one of those where he are subbed off at half-time. So it's difficult to gauge whether the Zerbi trusts these young players including Mudrik, who also similarly gets about 45 minutes and then is off. So I don't really fully know where they are in the plans of De Zerbi in the future. As we already know, De Zerbi is using a majority sort of Brazilian team when he's playing in the UCL. The two stalwart Ukrainians remain, Matveenko, Trubin. And on the whole, it'll be interesting to see if they make it to the group stage of the UCL, you know, with a home game at the metallist next week for the second leg it'd be interesting to see what the turnout is especially seeing as metallist Kharkiv on our back and attracting 30k plus crowds maybe that will help compared to what's going on at the olympesky where they get i don't know 10k or something like that in general i think i think Triore looks like a good striker and the likes of Marias, Marlos, even though Marlos has been playing quite well in his cameo spots, are on their way out for
2: sure. Uh, been, it's been interesting looking at Shakhtar's social media over this week. They've seen all the Ukrainian lads seem to be taking inspiration from Triori and looking to hit the gym and push more weights and build up their body strength, which, well, they need to, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Shakhtar are not the only representatives in Europe this week. Zaria will be playing on Thursday night. And as Andrew mentioned earlier on, we were live in the stadium on Saturday evening in Zaporizhia. Thank you, Pavel Kozia, for helping us out with all the arrangements there. We we really appreciated the warm reception that we had there. And thank you again for everything you did. Unfortunately, on the pitch, Zaria couldn't show themselves in their best light. I... Was a little bit disappointed with them in the game against Manai, especially in the defence. Um, of course, when teams like Manai go and, as uh, Skripnik said after the game, you know they go there to defend and defend with all their lives. And you come up with against teams like that time and time again. And we see you know, all the all the big teams in Europe occasionally have nil-nil draws or one-one draws against weaker teams which purely because they're struggling to break them down. Zarya did at times and at times Manai rode, rode their luck. But the bigger concern for me is in defence where Ymerikov and Vernidub oh, ha, have less pace than me as a 40-year-old beer drinker and uh, we're torn apart time and time by Manai's attack which isn't the greatest. Um, Menard were able to create more chances than we expected in the game. They only took one. They could have took more and it could have been more embarrassing for Zoria on the night and it raises questions given the sort of paucity of defenders in Zoria's squad about how they can go forward during the season. Now, are are they away, Andrew, on Thursday night? So it's going to be a very difficult game. Hopefully they can come back something like a nil-nil, grab a one-nil and, and see where they can go from that. But it's going to be very tough to see them, see them progress, especially if they come up against teams with quick, quick strikers that, you know, they're not that sort of omnipresent in the UPL, but when, when you see them, sorry you are going to be scared this year. But I no, hands up, we underestimated them. They play some nice football um uh, we we saw it live and in action. They've got some good attacking, attack-minded players, and they've got good defensive discipline. You know, they came with a plan, they stuck to it, they got a goal. Believe it or not, uh, Mr. Zoria London sat next to me. Actually, said just before the goal, they're going to score from this corner. Lo and behold, they did. Ask the man for the lottery numbers next week, everybody. You're in for a winner. Uh, it was safe, but it was a great occasion. I mean, you you enjoyed it down enjoyed there as well, Andrew? Yeah, it was
0: a nice match. Not the most entertaining. It was cool to see Algeada score a goal. Played quite well, a little cameo in the second half, but couldn't get the win for Zodia. Hence, post-match, everyone was a bit deflated from the Zoria side. But yeah, nice little stadium there in Zaporizhia on the corner of a on the corner of a road on a diagonal and as Adam always says it's a bit of a
2: English stadium. Yeah. If those of you ever been to the new den, it it's very similar to that. And it's able to get a nice little atmosphere going as well. So it's so a yeah, very enjoyable enjoyable night. But before that I, I caught a Veres's home match against Sports Club. Those of you who know me well know I've got a soft spot for Verres and very happy to see them in the UPL. Very impressed with their goal and the way they, you know, they picked up a, a deserved point against Olska on uh, Saturday afternoon. Goal came from a very well organised corner kick again. Um, Yakub, Yakubenko, I'll give him his his wanted name, uh, was completely done over at the corner and lost his man completely. Uh, completely, I've repeated the word completely a number of times. There, I apologise, but he was completely done, and uh, saw that had a, a free header on the edge of the six-yard box, and they got a deserved equaliser. He Had a chance to win at the end, you know, got the penalty, first home win, first win, three points early on in the league. That's what newly promoted teams need. All I'll say to you at home is go watch the YouTube uh, highlights. Penalty fails, one of the worst paneckas you're ever gonna see. And uh Force Glove, very luckily got away with a point from their trip to Los. One final thing before we move on. Once again, over an hour from Rivna, uh, but the Rivna supporters travelled in numbers and the, there was a great atmosphere again in the stadium on the match day. And, if supporters do win points, Ferrers are going to cling to their UPL place at the end of this season. Now, moving on. And moving on to where we're going to be tomorrow, Andrew, in beautiful Alexandria. Uh, How was their game?
0: Not much to report, really, on this one. Uh, a rather stale one-all in an end of a superb... In swinger, rare in swinging, about twenty-five yard free kick from Renan Oliveira, who's finally underway. Full of Lviv, with their Brazilians do look good, although the main sort of news story from the Lviv camp for me was that Ernest, their Ghanaian centre forward, has been in krivka uh, over the weekend, enjoying himself in there in the little double barrel motorcycle um, on the gun, and he was also wearing black and red. So probably un- pur- un- not on purpose, but hey-ho, interesting stuff. Elsewhere, Alexandria, uh, their record signing, although undisclosed fee, I think Claudio Spinelli got underway with quite a mediocre finish, but it went in, and we'll see how that Argentinian takes to the UPL. But he seems like one of those typical... He just looks like a typical flop before he's even kicked the ball. But we'll see how that goes.
1: I thought he looks like batistuta
0: Yeah, he does. But it just seems like there's too much about him that it's just too good to be true, really, in terms of just his looks. So we'll see. And, you know, both these sides... Should be looking for a decent mid-table finish, like Alexandria. They're just inconsistent. They can beat Shakhtar one weekend, and then they're just going to draw against a, another side the next. Difficult to see, but looking forward to visiting them because it's quite an interesting little ground, etc. That Adam's been telling me about. So looking forward to it. I
2: right, definitely will. be is a great place to watch football. Uh, but moving on, moving on. Uh, for those of you at home, this is going to sound quite bizarre, but as, as a number of leagues discuss allowing reserve teams to, to enter the professional, professional leagues, some countries allow it, but under UEFA and FIFA sort of protocols, they're not allowed to play in the same division as the parent club. For the first time ever in Ukrainian football, and I believe in global football, we had a reserve team derby in the Premier League division on Monday night when Mariupol played Moritz. We can also call it the, the the seaside derby as well, to to you know, two beautiful cities on 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 the south coast of Ukraine that we've visited recently. But uh, as as Ray Ray's back in Kiev. We gave him the pleasurable duty of watching the reserve team derby. Now, did it live up to all our expectations or was it a little bit better?
1: It was the best match of this gaming day. And um, so far it might be a match of the month contender. But of course, nothing can beat Shakhtar Alexandria. But still, quite a decent quality, hungry players, young players. Hungry for the ball, you know, with passionate about the game. Even the subs. Uh, one of the subs, actually, I was delighted to see uh, Andrit Lumax, uh, who is the president of, uh, or the head coach, or uh, yeah, I believe he's head coach of New Carpathia Lviv. His son plays for Chonamoritz Amongst amongst those Dynamo youngsters. Uh, yeah, they just keep coming to Odessa, and <laughs> it was funny to see, to see the headlines where uh, Putra, who scored the decisive penalty for Odessa in that game, said that we've uh, in the dressing room after the after we won, we celebrated with a chant: "Odessa, Odessa, we've always been here." So <laughs> that's that's quite a bold statement. But once again, uh, Mariupol almost came back to the game. We always say that Markevich has something to tell us with his youth and they uh, pulled one back on 82nd minute. But slightly before that, Ocheretko had had an injury and yes, that's a trouble. That spells trouble for Mariupo all the way. Uh, overall, a great sea derby, Black Sea against Azov Sea and a nice first installment of Farm Derby, as we know that those two are basically the farm clubs of our biggest rivals in Ukrainian football. Although, I really hope that Odessa will uh, have a sensible team shortly.
2: We can only hope. We can only hope. And I think uh, after our, our trip to Mariupol, we'd, we'd probably say the same thing about them as well. There's such a a warm welcome we've received from them now the final game on the match they saw uh, one of the most disappointing teams to watch in the upl at the moment kolos take on one of the more exciting teams rook in uh, it was a, a game on sunday in the village at kovalivka and once again Rook caused the coloss defense a lot of trouble and uh I actually enjoyed watching this and it, I really recommend to people at home, if you get a chance to watch uh, the Rook forwards. I mentioned earlier with uh, Zoria struggling with strikers. When Rook plays Zoria, I expect Rook to win because I can see their their forward line giving Zoria's defence a whole load of trouble in that game. There's a lot of pace up front and Colossus' defence <laughs> uh, struggled against them as well. In the second half, Colos would start to sort of step up again, maybe with the words of Kostic in, uh, threatening to resign if they lost before the match, ringing in their ears, um, did sort of step it up a little bit and played more at the level that they're now expected to and got the equaliser, but Rook had a lot of chances to win. I you know, I, I, don't worry about Colos in terms of getting relegated this year, but I certainly see a almost a, a plateau, uh, we saw them go out of Europe disappointingly in, in Kazakhstan uh, and worry where they're going to go next, maybe if uh, Kostic leaves there's a chance for the, the club to, to move on a new direction that may continue the upward trajectory. Obviously for those of you at home, we, we're sat here at the I'm moment, sorry, moment. Sorry. Look, we've had such a great experience so far, we're almost almost two weeks, it was two weeks tomorrow that we've attended our first ground in Nibibaray, and here we are today, sort of 40, 40 clubs on. And we, I know, Ray as well, uh, would like to, you know, thank everyone for the support and also the kind words and the feedback we've been getting across the social media. Dur- during this adventure, it's, it's been a great sort of learning experience for us. And we're very excited by all of the projects and the ambition of the owners that we we've seen over the last two weeks and we've we really feel that ukrainian football's in a good place going forward and the next few years are quite exciting i know ray you're very curious what we've been up to over since you left us last week aren't you so i'm gonna hand over to you mate
1: yeah i've just been meaning to ask you guys uh how is football down south and especially east, as I know that must be a huge contrast in terms of uh, what you saw and what you experienced. And uh, uh, that's one question for me <laughs> for now.
2: I mean, I, I suppose first of all, you got to split split the two sort of two parts of the country uh, that we've been to since you left us uh, with the south, and then where we are now in you know in the east on the eastern side of the river uh in particular because down down in odessa and in uh, not as much suffrage but in odessa in particular there's there's quite a good vibe with the football there you know it's quite small scale in 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 the project real farmer was a real enlightened moment for us they've they've got quite 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 a good project there i know uh Andrew and I, we were both surprised at Mariupol, in particular, you know, sort of the size of the club. It's a real shame that they've, you know, sold their soul to Shakhtar and everything. But they, that was a curious one. I mean, we've got got to give a shout out to Criff Bass. In, yeah, that was. Uh, well, well come, were we there? Sunday, Sunday afternoon. We were in Criff Bass, and guys, watch that club. That is a club on the rise um they're doing yeah we know they've got a lot of money and we know they're they're throwing a lot of money at the project well, they seem to be spending it in the right places their academy and their training complex wow that's huge it really is i'm not going to tell you too much mate you have to watch the video as the documentary as well when it comes out well yeah prove by something for me that what they're doing there is really going to blow the football you know the football world out here really well how about you
0: for me well just how life sort of going on as normal in the donbass really uh, we didn't meet anyone from Mariupol, but they were still a large club going on there pretty cool to see that things just just functioning as they were despite the fact that there are difficulties like they hear shelling etc down the way and Kramatorsk, quite a nice little cricket pavilion-style clubhouse. Decent toilets, as I mentioned earlier. And as a whole, seems to be what a football club should be functioning as. A bit of a respite going in for the workers of the town that can come and enjoy some football on the weekend. And we met uh, an ultra there, Buchdan. Very nice guy who spoke to us about Spancho Benko which was a sad story but also he was quite positive for the season ahead and potentially we might be seeing Kramatorsk in the UPL at some point but who knows? Who knows?
2: One bit I do want to say though mate Uh, go to Kharkiv as soon as possible you're going to be blown away by what you see there. It just it has to be checked out. Anybody coming to Ukraine Kharkiv, it's, it's, it's quite unique, I think, in the football world, what's, what's happening in that city. I'll let you guys at home decide if you think it's a positive or a negative. Well, you've, everyone has to go check it out. You really do, really do. Hey,
1: right, thanks for the tip, Adam.
2: Definitely, <laughs> definitely,
1: <laughs> I would just would like to know if the, you know, sort of renovated east is as impressive or as slightly close to as to being as impressive as Kharkiv which you mentioned like Kramatorsk, Sloviansk and all the Donetsk Oblast which is ukrainian
2: i mean let's talk about roads first of all you know because ukrainian roads we know they've got a bad rep and in some cases in particularly if you're driving from Nikopol to uh deserves the bad reputation but like the roads in Donetsk Oblast were superb, weren't they? All the time. we were When we were driving up from Mariupol to Zaporizhia, I was nervous. I had no reason to be nervous. It was like smooth as silk. It was like driving from uh, Kyiv to Rivna. You know, absolute perfect conditions for driving in. Uh, traffic wasn't too heavy, as we know, when you go into the, the less populated areas of Ukraine. And it was just—it was a dream. It was an absolute dream. We were worried about missing kickoff. We had no worries at all. You know, we got there. But then, on the flip side, you go from Melitopol to Zaporizhia. Needs a bit of work. Does need a bit of work. You know? And I uh, felt at times that there were there were certain parts of the Dnipro region in particular they may have upset our dear president because it looks like the funding for the roads hasn't quite reached them yet. Still in a lot of repair work going on in certain parts in particular. But whereas, you know, when we were in Western Ukraine together, most of the work had been completed. So give it another six months, 12 months, I think we'll see a lot of similarities. One thing we should say though, I mean, as as most people know, when you come into the eastern regions, there's a lot more industrialization there. There's there's a lot more factories. We Thank had a beautiful you. view at her tonight of the the steel mines and the the, the factories converting the steel, uh, create making steel from the ore that they're and we didn't see that in Western Ukraine. You see, you know, the, there's a lot more of uh, of ukraine's more recent history um, you know from 40 50 60 years ago the legacy of what happened then is, is a lot more visible in these regions than we had you know classic view of it tonight and i'm sure over the next few days we're going to see it a bit more
1: all right i think that's it for me then
2: oh <laughs> cool that's uh, uh, not as exciting i know <laughs> but uh, yeah that's that's where we are we say we I think Andrew and I, I think we're both looking forward to getting back to Kiev. No. Uh, it's been, it really has been a great adventure. And every day we're seeing stuff where we're like, whoa. And we're still seeing stuff that makes us go, whoa. <laughs> Which is nice. Um, and we're looking forward to our last live game of the tour tomorrow as well at LNZ. But uh, yeah, we'll be back back next week, everyone. We've got the final day of the this week's match day to report on. We've got a full fixture list. We're going to be building up to national teams. First uh, match day weekend, week, uh, coming up at the end of the month. It's going to be in the independence as well. So we've got lots to look forward to when we're all back in Kiev. We will all be out to uh, Dinamo Desna on Sunday night. Anyone there? Feel free to just put a message out on social media. We'll give you a wave, give you a shout-out. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's been a great, great few weeks. It really has. Now, uh, Ray, for people listening, new listeners, where can they find you on the social medias?
1: Instagram, Ravik. Cool,
2: mate.
0: And
1: Andrew? Zorya Londonsk
0: on Instagram and Twitter.
2: Of course, you can find me at ukrafot24 across the social medias as well but i say it's it's our final episode on the road andrew it's it's, it's, it's a sad moment but uh it's been a lot of fun uh, but to to everyone at home till next time take care stay safe and goodbye for now